0: And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. If one intentional encourager was not enough, buckle up. There's a second one on the line here. (laughs) He is the host of the Chit and Chew podcast, and I, I love it. Fantastic guy. And you can connect with him on Facebook. More importantly, I'd, I would intentionally encourage you to listen to his podcast. And that's my buddy, Jody Shuffield, joining me on the Intentional Courage Podcast. Jody,
1: how Hello, are sir. you? Hello, sir. How are you?
0: Good, good. You know, I, if I was any better, as we say back in West Virginia, if I was any better, I'd have to be taken out and shot. So, <laughs> you know. You put two and two together and figure that out for yourself. But but Jody and I see the the beautiful thing about a, a a guy from Arkansas who lives in Washington State and a guy who grew up in Southern Ohio and married a West Virginia girl. There's not a lot of uh, lost in translation here. We, you know, <laughs> redneck and hillbilly dialects are real real similar together. Yep, so we yep. we now now here, where I am in New York. I, I'm recording tonight in a little town called Garden City, New York there's a bit of a language barrier between me and these people up here. So Uh, I reckon you're right. (laughs) I reckon you're right too. So, Hey, Jody, I I wanted to, to have you on because again, I, you know, I, I, I've been admiring from afar what you've been doing with your podcast. And so I've got to go here for a second. The last couple of years, have been really challenging for a lot of people and everybody has, has tackled COVID differently and has had different, uh, obstacles and challenges and things like that. I got to ask you, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned the last couple of years around COVID that you'll carry after this thing is, is long gone?
1: <laughs> well, what, my job, I, I didn't lose a day of work. I, for I worked for the government, I didn't lose a day of work. I telework briefly. I didn't like it. I like interacting with people. I'm a guy who's got to see people up, up front and say hi to them. And, and open phone conversations got old, really quick emails got old, really quick. I'm at the d- dining room table doing my work. My daughter's doing her schoolwork at the same table. And no, uh, I just miss interaction with people. I'm a people guy. I love talking to people. And so that was something I missed dearly. Texting and calling was going kind to of be rough, even for our family. Who lives close by, my daughter was like, I need to connect with you as a family. So we did a lot of Zoom meetings, a lot of Facebook time, and you missed that that ability to, to do face-to-face conversations with friends and family. It, it got tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll tell you this, you mentioned doing work, your daughter doing work at one end of the table and you were doing work at the other end of the table. We we kind of faced that same situation in my family. And, and I was fortunate that I had a, a, a storage building that, that we had used, had carpet and everything in it. And I kind of turned that into an office so my son could have the house and I could have the outbuilding. But our problem was no internet. In West Virginia, the internet becomes an issue at times for people because uh, – <laughs> you know Hillbillies aren't good with technology so i mean we 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 were kind of limping along there through that but i love what you said about needing to connect with people when you think about having to connect interpersonally instead of you know having to do it over a computer instead of and we we're we're connected over zoom and again but everybody mm-hmm. was working that way and doing everything that way When you look back at that, what did it do for your people skills? Once you got back around people, did you feel like your people skills were better during that time? I wanted to hug and high five everybody. (laughs) I'm a hugger. I'm a (laughs) high fiver. I was handshake. I'm
1: like, how are you? It's been forever, you know. I'm like, oh, my man said, I'm like, I probably should just, you know, close high five or you know, visible hug, but you know, just just being together, especially, you know, church brothers or, or guys you hang out with. You, it's all, you know, a lot of physical stuff, hugs or high fives, you know, yeah. so that was kind of awkward to get back in the in the swing of things. And when, when's that norm to get back in the normal thing or, or to someone's boundaries. So that was kind of tough to really think about beforehand.
0: Well, and here's the thing too, a lot of people, you know, in our church back home, we're, we're a lot like that too. We're, we're a hugging type church and things like that. And people there for a good while wondered, okay, is this, is this proper? Is this a good thing to do? And, you know, Jody, I, I get the sense that I, I, w- I was hopeful, so hopeful that we didn't lose the ability to love one another as Jesus talked about in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about You're my disciples if you love one another. And what's the best way to show love to somebody is, to your point, to high-five them or or things like that, to just say, hey, let me give you a hug and and things like that. You know, it's funny. I want to pivot here for just a minute if we can. When did encouragement become important to you? Because you just said it. You were talking about brothers and sisters in, in church and things like that. And I can take you to the moment for me when the Lord started calling me to the ministry of encouragement, but for you, how, what did you, when when did the light bulb kind of go off for you that you wanted to do something around encouragement?
1: There was just so much negativity going on, you know, social media, the news, which I avoid like the plague. I hate watching the news. Even for five minutes, you get 18 stories all deaths and murders and politics. It just got, you know, we kind of weighed it down. Why can't we just be nice to each other and just encourage, uh, share positivity and, and be kind. Novel concepts of being kind yeah. to one another. I was raised, yes, ma'am. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. Get the door for someone. Doesn't matter what the, their age are or gender are. Open the door for somebody, you know, and just kind of use things I learned as you know, my dad and mom did, taught me. Be humble. Be kind. Well, see, now so, they got
0: those contraptions where you stick your foot on them and you, you when you leave the bathroom, you stick your foot. I'm always afraid that I'm I'm not nimble enough. I'm I'm gonna try to do that thing and I'm gonna I'm gonna break something. You know, I'm either gonna break the door or I'm gonna break something on me. So yeah, I mean, but I love where you're taking us. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I love where you're taking us because we've lost the the it seems like Jody that we have lost simple human decency mm-hmm. around things, you know, yep. opening the door for a lady when, you know, lit ladies first, we got people that greeted our church and, and there'd be some ladies and and, and I'll be like, no, no, no. I know your job is to open the door for people, but if you're walking back in the door, I'm not going to let you open the door for me and walk ahead of me. I, you you mm-hmm. go ahead. And if I get in trouble I, I don't think I'm going to get in trouble with my pastor because I've telling I would tell him the same thing I'd like be like look ladies first I, I can't help it that she's a, a greeter <laughs> it's still a lady but I didn't mean you just brought something beautiful out there it, there's encouragement in doing the simple things for people mm-hmm. yep. because people find that encouragement when when you think about you, you talk about your mom and dad raising you the right way how do we get our kids i want to talk to talk dad to dad here for just a second (laughs) how do we get our kids in that mode of of thinking about other people first because you're right all they see on social media is look at me look what i've done look what i got look where i've been things like that how do you think we get our kids back into that mode of preferring our brother first and foremost
1: uh, one, level one is going to be lead by example. You're lead by example and you're rude to others and you curse at others. Guess what? Your kids are going to do the exact same thing. I have four kids. My youngest is 18. My oldest is 27 and start early, you know, and just <laughs> teach them the best you can use your, you know, love your wife. Uh, you know, I've been married almost 29 years and, and, don't be shy to share your feelings or share your emotions. But I think your kids, there's a country song, the guy's singing and he said the cuss word and his little boy in the back says the cuss word too. He's like, what would you learn that song? That word. It goes from you, dad. He's like, Oh, you know, so thinking about that ahead of time, you know, what we're saying, do our kids. will. And I have grandkids. So what I say and do, especially in front of a four and six year old has a very lasting impact on them.
0: hey everybody brian sexton prices are going up by the day we've got to find ways to increase our household revenue now a couple ways you could do that is one you could go and ask your boss for a raise but if that doesn't work You must have had kids when you were like 12 or something like that. <laughs> Your wife must have been a young a young girl. No, it's it's funny. You took me back to a story I remember years ago. Um, I met a gospel singer named Guy Penrod. He sang for a lot of years with the Gaither Vocal Band. And Guy Penrod, had, had, he has eight kids. And, you know, he got teased all the time. And And so after my first one was born, you know, right after my wife had him in 2000, I uh, went to the National Quartet Convention. I met Guy Penrod, and I said, I'm a new dad. Got any advice for a new dad? <laughs> and, and he starts doing this. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube, he, he starts taking his fingers and goes, help your wife, help your wife, help your... At the time, he had like five or six kids. But he started going, help your wife, help your wife, help your wife, help your wife. And I've never forgotten that Jody, because again, um, a lot of times, and, and I saw this growing up. My dad would say to me, he'd be like, "Son," as he got older and more mature. You know, my dad was was a young dad himself, and he would be, you know, had older brothers. He would want to go do stuff, and so my dad, when I was a little boy, probably five or six years old, my dad wasn't around around a lot. You know, my dad was home every night, but they were off doing things, and. The older he got, he would tell me, he would say, son, you know, I made mistakes. I wasn't mature when I was a young man, but mm. I want to pass those things on to you. And, and I love what you said about helping your wife. There's real encouragement there in helping your wife and, and being a good spouse and things like that. How do you go about encouraging your wife and encouraging your kids? Because encouragement's near and dear to your heart as it is mine. So how do you encourage your wife and kids? It's
1: funny, we just bought this uh, Challenge Adventure book about about a month and a half ago. And I do a full-time job. She works at the mall. And I help her out. We're just constantly busy, right? Like, we can do something that uh, we're, we've been almost every place in this town. Something the to, to scratch off adventures. And one of them was you go buy a journal. And I buy a journal for myself and she buys one for me. her. And she writes things about me and I write things about her. Hey, honey, have a great day. Uh, you know you're amazing I love you here it's a bible verse and so we swap those out every day and so it's been a pretty pretty uh impactful last few weeks that you know she writes that I love you for doing this and I'm like oh I didn't think about that I love you for doing that or I just write down your little things about her what's your favorite movie what's your favorite candy so in my head yeah. I know there's little tidbits extra that I, I forgot or you know what like my brain has other things I'm trying to prioritize, you know, God and 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 using her little attributes and things as my little checklist for gifts or whatever down the road. So that's been really helpful the last several weeks. We just so busy in life. It's it's nice to have that ability to sit down and go, Oh yeah, I'm thankful for what she does. She does so many things. I I, I just told her a few days ago, chauffeur, CEO, you know, 18 different things how much you get paid for this she goes, way too you can't afford me
0: <laughs> my wife would get me a journal and she'd write it like don't be stupid <laughs> you know you know turn turn your moron you know turn the moron off or something like that you know but no you you're exactly right is is and and, and and here's what I was thinking of when you when you gave that answer Jody it was really cool the way you just kind of framed that up you think when you get married, I've been married almost 26 years to the same, to the same woman. Okay. Let's be perfectly clear to my first wife is, is I had a friend of mine who used to say, mm-hmm. but you know, when you, when married, you married, you, you get married, you fall in love and you're like, Oh, you know, we start planning out our life and things like that, and you don't realize the true partnership that marriage becomes. Yep. Because when you have kids. It's like, well, your wife didn't get pregnant by herself, you know. That something had to happen, and so you're in that thing with her. Yeah, you're in that thing with her, and and you go through those things in life. But I think I, I don't believe I fully realized it, and 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 I, I I get the sense you realized it probably a lot earlier than I did. But man, I needed my wife more than just for physical companionship and and to be there when I got home and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, I realized, man, my wife's a pretty smart girl. She sees some things I don't, oh, yeah. and she knows me well enough to point some of those things out. And so, you know, if I would ask you this at this stage of your life, what's the encouragement you want to pass on to your grandkids?
1: It's a good one. Uh, be kind. I mean, since we we that's the thing. First, thing we jump to is all the time is is we want to get angry, angry at someone defending us or someone says a, a cross word to us and we take it the wrong way. You know, there's there's going to be mean people out there, but I think if we, if we're kind and we love one another and I, you know, feel most importantly. You know, my daughter does a great job of getting into church and Sunday school. I'll never forget, uh, someone asked my granddaughter "And uh, about going to heaven. She goes, I know Jesus. I'm going to heaven. And, and we did those uh, outreach fucking years ago. My daughter, youngest was like seven or eight. Some some guy asked her, you know about Jesus? She goes, yeah, I know about Jesus. She's like seven, eight years old. I'm like, yeah. You know, so teaching yeah. them early, I think, is the most critical, especially their Lord and Savior. And he just loves us and we're going to make mistakes. We're, we're flawed and, uh, it's just going to be and forgiveness is most important as well. So that's pretty critical. I believe truly.
0: Well, here's the thing too. A lot of times we want to make sure that our kids know, um, you know, we want to make sure that they know educational things, you know, Mm -hmm. right. Educational, you know, uh, for me growing up in a house that my dad loved sports, I was a sports nerd. I was a stats nerd, so I would memorize statistics and things like that. <laughs> but my parents also made sure that, that we knew when Sunday morning rolled around, it was time for Sunday school, mm-hmm. Sunday night rolled around. It was time for church Wednesday night rolled around. It was time for church yep. and, and, you know, I love what you said there about instilling in your kids and now it's moving through your grandkids. You know, it's generational, Jody. It's 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 just it's this is what I think is so interesting. And I want to get your take on this as well. But here's here's where my thought goes to. In in the old testament of the Bible, and and for those of you that aren't Christians, just bear with me for for a minute. I think you'll get the historic the historical perspective as well. In the old testament, The the Israelites were so intentional about legacy and recording things and passing down the oral history of of those in the Bible that came before them. You know, Moses may have been dead 200 years, but every little kid knew who Moses was and what he did and how he led the children of Israel to the promised land. He didn't get them into the promised land, but he got them to it. And they were intentional about passing these legacies on and making sure that their children knew history and things like that. And I, I I love where where you went with that. How important is it for our kids and grandkids to know how to encourage other people? Uh, I think it's
1: pretty up there. I mean, my my father in law just passed in December. I've known him for you know twenty eight years. Grandkids and and great grandkids and. Great-grandkids and the story had a little uh, celebration of life about him. And we had everyone show, sharing a story about grandpa. And, and I'm like, in my head, this is a legacy. He has taught uh, kids how to work on cars, he's taught, taught them, you know, woodworking or, or gardening and, and all these other t- things in my head building a lot of the family builds. And, 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 and so, allowing you I, to
0: marry into his family. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i asked
1: my wife did i ever ask your dad for handy marriage she goes, no i'm like
0: oh. hey don't feel bad i didn't do that either i thought my wife was my wife was 26 when we got married i thought she's old enough to make her own mind up whether she wants to marry me or not and if she's dumb enough to say yes you know what are you gonna say you know yeah but i yeah. I, I you know thinking back i should have asked that but no, i was just i was kidding because you were you were rattling off some accomplishments and i just I wanted to slide that in there like well <laughs> You know, the, 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 guy must've been a good guy, to let married marry into his family. So it, you know. it was a, it
1: was amazing guy. I think even the legacy, not how much I make, not how I rent a house. I haven't bought a house. Um, it's not about me material things. It's about what, how I live my wife, you know, how I love yeah. my wife. how I love my kids. Those things that aren't material are in the brain and the heart. Are the I believe, I could be wrong, are the most critical and most important for someone to carry on for year after year and legacy after legacy.
0: Tell me what made you decide to podcast? Because I had people that ask me when I guest on other podcasts and things like that, and uh, we're going to record an episode on your podcast, which I'm pretty pumped about doing. But um, what made you decide to podcast? Because, it, Jody, it seems like to me, one podcaster to another it's like people you know that's the cool thing to do now is just crank out a podcast but i know you well i i know you pretty well we've gotten to know each other the last little bit you're not a guy that just enters into something willy-nilly like that you (laughs) you you're you're very thought-provoking you like to take your time and and really dive into it so what made you decide to to start the chit and chew podcast the Chit and Chat podcast was Chit and Chat. That. Forgive I'm, me, Chit okay. and Chew. I think is a is a tobacco brand or something <laughs> like that. Hey, listen, you might have you. We might have just stumbled on a sponsorship for you or something like that. You know, whatever works. Uh
1: The Chit and Chat podcast was
0: I I don't shop know why idea. I said Chit and Chew. I'm just I'm I am sitting here now going, how stupid <laughs> are you, man? Not you, me. I'm talking about myself. It's all good, uh, and I, I was going to correct you eventually. so I was going to keep keep it going. But I wanted yeah, to you always, let, you always let an idiot go as far as <laughs> they want to go because it ends up being kind of entertaining, you know. It is what why it is, most stupid be. things happen to West Virginia people because people just say, "Well, we'll just let them go." Something, something <laughs> funny is about to happen here. So,
1: but yeah, so, it was it was a coffee shop idea I had. I wanted a coffee shop that's not Starbucks. Sorry, not the S company name. I want something small and convenient, just coffee coffee and Danishes and pastries. It takes money for that. Didn't have it. So about six months ago, I pondered the idea and going, what if I bring this? And I, I did I dabbled with it a little bit. I, I love Reader's Digest, you know, little snippets of stories. I started doing that a little bit. And like, what if I talk to people and get yeah. their story? Because everyone has a story of encouragement of where they've been. Uh, you know, there were trials and tribulations they faced. So I began to reach out to comedians, musicians, nonprofit veterans, and really get their story on how they got to where they got, who encouraged them, who inspired them. And life gets tough. Do they want to quit? You know, so I really want to reach out to individuals and say, who encouraged you? And because yeah. I love their story. I love, you know, I Ken Davis on. I have, uh, Shane Lakita on yesterday, today, he's on TikTok, 90,000 followers. He is an ambassador of kindness. He is always sharing kindness and encouragement. And but when we talk to people on, on a podcast, fifty minutes, it seems like five, because they go by so fast. Yeah. And it's just amazing talking to people. And I love uh, interacting with people and getting their story.
0: You know, it's funny because... people have asked me, they've said, why do you continue to podcast? And I say, it's because of the cool people you meet having a podcast. You know, I've gotten like you, I've gotten to to interview some cool people that have become my friends. And, and it's, it's great because it's a medium where, and and Jody, I'm sure this has happened for you on your podcast, but that moment that I love the most is where people say, you know what? I've never told this before. I've never really talked about this. Mm-hmm. And they share something deep and powerful and personal with you and your audience. You're like, man, that's, that's really yeah. cool. Have yeah. you had one of those moments yet where you had one of your guests just open up to you like that and, you know, take me through the moment you felt when that happened to you for the first time.
1: Well, each, each week I do a, you know, a kind of a, I dive into someone's life. I watch their videos or podcasts and and really get to know them before I even talk to them. And one of the guys I had on, Bob Smiley, a comedian, uh, had a divorce. And I'm like, I don't want to bring it up in our conversation. I just, I did feel that like it was kind of not right. And he shared about that during our conversation and, and the, the struggles him and his kids went through. And I'm like, didn't see that one coming. My notes were like, that wasn't in my notes. And that's why I tried to. I let him share his story about how that impacted him and how, what he did and and his boys did. And so that was really inspiring to me that they they brought that subject out to help others. And and sometimes divorce, he's, he was telling me divorce is taboo. You don't want to tell anybody, you know? Yeah. And and so his best friend didn't even know at the time. And so uh, that was kind of shocking for me that he he did that. But it was nice to get someone to share that heartbreaking story and then moving forward in their life.
0: Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. Brad's your guy. and Oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourage Podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourage Podcast. Well, and if you, and I know who Bob Smiley is, and man, kudos to you for getting uh, big time guests like that. I mean, Bob Smiley's pretty popular uh, in the Christian, especially in the Christian community. He's very popular, mm-hmm. and so is Ken Davis and Kerry Pomeroli, who you've had on. And, you know, Bob Smiley, if you listen to him for five minutes, he's as talented and as funny as anybody out there that you'll hear, mm-hmm. and he's just a high energy guy. And here he sits down with you and he goes, man, what really rocked me was the fact that I went through a divorce. You know, that's inc- Jody. That's incredible. Have you got somebody on your bucket list? Because you know, every podcaster that does what we do, we have a bucket list, you know, of people we'd like to talk to. Right. Uh, mine for a few years ago was Phil Robertson. I've had the opportunity mm. to, to, to interview Phil and and you can go back and see that on the intentional encourage podcast, but uh, take me through a couple of guys you'd like to sit down with, you know, maybe, maybe they'll listen. Maybe they'll go, Hey, Jody, heard <laughs> you say that, you know, who knows, but who who are some folks you'd like to sit down with and have a conversation uh, with? Apply some
1: Christian or country artists to really pick their brain on what really encouraged them to, to get to where they're at. How many times they fall down? How many times, have, you know, I, I've seen a lot of videos of, of guys, uh for example, Stephen Curtis Chapman, where uh, his son ran over their daughter in a driveway years ago, and so I'm like, whoo, I'm a I'm a father. How would that impact me?" And but he he they continued in ministry, and God's watched over them and blessed their family, and so yeah, just getting their story of musicians of when they would they want ever want to quit or what really pushed them into ministry to keep going. You know, I think that's really I love I think music these days especially christian music is like many sermons you hear they're so powerful yeah. and they're out straight out of the bible most of the times and i like god speaking to you in a lot of these songs so that'd be kind of i'm not sure who you know casting crowns third day uh but i think this in general this christian comedian comedians artists anyone really to share their story
0: yeah and, and i and i i feel the same way like like i'm a big fan of I grew up on Southern gospel quartets and I love Southern gospel quartets, but I, I really like Bart. I, I really like Bart Miller from, mm-hmm. from, uh, from mercy me. I'd like to sit down with Bart Miller. Amazing
1: story. Amazing yeah, story.
0: Yeah. I can only imagine the, the very popular story. And again, Jody, you know, the, the, the cool thing about it is, is now with social media, the world is a lot smaller and you can, you can reach out to some of those people directly yep. and things like that. And you know, for podcasters, I mean, I've reached out to people I've wanted to talk to and, and it's crickets, you know, and it's like, okay, swing and a miss. Let's, yeah. let's step in there again and, and try yep. it. But, you know, um, uh, <laughs> the line that, that that I'm thinking about is that line from the office where Michael Scott says, you, you know, you, you miss a thousand percent of the shots. You don't take Wayne Gretzky and then underneath puts Michael Scott, you know, I, I'm thinking to myself, you miss those mm-hmm. shots, but,
1: I like Kenny Rogers where the yeah. little boy's out, out playing baseball. He yeah. throws the ball up and misses. Strike one, strike two, strike three. He goes, man, I'm the greatest pitcher ever. He, he yeah. reversed that mentality of striking out to, I'm a great pitcher.
0: <laughs> oh, man, listen, I hit a, I hit a ton of home runs off myself in the backyard doing that very same thing growing <laughs> up, you know? Uh, yeah, it was it was on. But I'll tell you this, Jody. It, what have you learned? Let's go here for just a quick second. And and we'll get we'll get into your story. We'll 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 have you back and we'll get into your story. I, I'm I'm curious about what is it that you've learned about yourself podcasting that you thought, man, I didn't realize that that I did this or I did that. But is there something that you've learned about yourself podcasting? It takes a lot of work. <laughs> it takes a lot of,
1: I can go in, I, I, I like being prepared and I like having some kind of outline, some kind of questions and, and, you know, lined up. Uh, so I think the, the the more I'm getting familiar with it, I can kind of outline instead of doing five pages of notes and just a little bullets. It's like preaching a sermon when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, Fifth Sunday youth group, we, we preach Sunday, you know, sermons. And so doing bullets instead of a, a book and kind of using my just heart and instead of a, a script and uh that's so why i, I ta- asked you about that a while back going you take a lot of questions and notes and you would yeah it's swing for it you know and well phil
0: robertson taught me that I, I i will say this i was doing a live radio interview with phil robertson we recorded it to play on a, a morning talk show that i was guest hosting on i had 13 questions written down to ask phil and ask him for in, in an hour conversation and, and I learned right then and there that the best questions for me come in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. like you, like you were just talking about, like I had, you know, you're talking about Bob smiley and I'm like, man, that's, that's really good. I think you always learn something, Jody. So here's, yep. here's what I would say. What have you learned about encouragement since you've begun to podcast? Cause you talked earlier about, man loving people and wanting to connect with people. And you're a high five and a hugger kind of guy. And I'm right there with you. But what have you learned about encouragement now that you've got a podcast about encouragement?
1: I'll use the beginning word of this interview of the COVID time. I think encouragement is contagious. We can make it contagious and sharing it and spreading it to our towns, our communities, our family. And if, when we're spreading encouragement to one another and, you know, it, we can make a powerful change, impact it, it, all over our, our towns and our, our country, you know, just sharing positivity and sharing kindness. And so I really just, I think encouragement is and can be contagious in a very, very positive way.
0: So share with my audience your biggest piece of intentional encouragement. What, what has been the one thing that has kept you encouraged, you know, that you would share with somebody else.
1: Mm. Don't be afraid to step out of the box and I I could walk in a room and say hi to five people and make a friend with two or three. I know some cannot do that. I'm not afraid to get embarrassed. I'm not afraid to someone laugh at me. I'm 51 years old. i'm goofy i'm weird i it's fine god god made me in a very unique way sometimes my wife rolls her eyes at me i do weird things but i love people i love sharing encouragement don't be afraid to step out of your box to do whatever you want to do podcast fly bike run marathons whatever and and i think when you point god in the box Heat, that box gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Don't be afraid to step out of that box and let God do wonderful things in your life.
0: Yeah, that's man. That's that's such good encouragement. And and, and you know, I'll be fifty in August, so you and I are around the same age. And you know, again, it, it, it's it's amazing how that you know you see so many people, and we've been there at times ourselves, where we're like, man, I'm afraid to do this or do mm-hmm. that. And you know, it, it's amazing what happens when you step out. Tell, tell folks where they can find your podcast, how they can connect with you. Uh, tell folks how they can get get to your resources and things. They want to get more encouragement. Besides getting in the Intentional Encourager podcast, how can they get to you? Uh,
1: Chit Chat Podcast, encourage One Another is on Anchor, uh, Spotify, uh, most podcasting platforms. Uh, it's on my Facebook page. I could, I put links on there, and Jody Sheffield. And I just kind of, I, I shared on TikTok and Twitter and I'm just kind of copy. I'm in different groups on podcast, on the podcast on Facebook. So I just kind of share it and I'm happy to, for anyone listen to, subscribe, ask me a question, tell me I'm doing great or not, comments. You know, I, I want to learn from each episode I do, whether it's I my voice sucks or that was a very good topic you talked about. <laughs> so I want to learn each and every time I do a podcast and uh experience the highs and lows and just got in kind of my goal encourage one person an episode and share some you know, wisdom make some waves and some water and, and uh, for everyone to share encouragement.
0: well it's not the chit and chew podcast as i <laughs> incredibly <laughs> dumbly said it's the chit and chat podcast yep.
1: well, you do know, a it, coffee a chit and chat
0: Chit and chat. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, some people don't know what chit is, but your Arkansas is coming out in you when you say that. So a little bit. It, it, your Arkansas native <laughs> is coming out in you. Jody Shelfield, man, what a pleasure it's been to have you today. So enjoyed uh, our conversation. I appreciate you being on the Intentional Encourage podcast.
1: Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. We continue blessings for you and your family as you share uh, and make intentional encouragement contagious in your neck of the woods as well.